relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Be the next success story. This episode of the America First podcast with me, Sebastian Gorka, is brought to you by Franklin Armory. Shop freedom, quality, and innovation at franklinarmory.com. Franklin Armory, we are facilitators of freedom. Our fathers brought forth upon this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. The world will little note or long remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here. I have a dream. Ask not. What your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. I can hear you, the rest of the world hears you, and the people... And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. And we will make America great again. Is America First with Sebastian Gorka. Thank you for joining us on America First with today's very special guest host, Cleveland's own Bob France. Dr. G, it is an honor to be back hosting America First once again with the phenomenal America First audience that you have built and uh, into what is an amazing, amazing nationally syndicated radio show. Thank you for trusting me with the show for this uh, this Friday, the very last live broadcast that I will do and that America First will do in the calendar year 2022. And all I can say to you is thank the good Lord above. Holy cow, I cannot wait to slam the door on this horrible, terrible, no good, very bad year that our country has had to endure because of the Biden administration, because of unchecked Democrat power, because of unchecked wokeism in the, at the corporate level, at the educational level, at the personal level, at the community level, at the cultural level. The things we have had to endure in 2022 would be enough to cripple most nations. It would be enough to cripple a movement, a conservative movement that 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 just could not possibly take all of the, the flack and all of the struggles and all of the stress and all of the oppression, to borrow one of the left's words, that we've had to do. It, it would cripple people who weren't as strong as those who believe in what we believe. And that is that America is first, now, last, and always. That is the way that it works. So thank you so much for being with us. I do come to you live from the relieffactor.com studios here of AM 1420, The Answer in Cleveland. That's my home base. My home base is AM 1420 WHK. A little plug. 
My show airs from 9 to noon Eastern every day, right after Hugh Hugh and right before Dennis Prager. And if you are ever interested in listening to what I do on a regular basis from Monday through Friday from 9 to noon, you can find me at whkradio.com, whkradio.com. But for today, I'm so glad to speak to Seb's uh, tremendous audience, and we have a lot to talk about today. I was going to, well, not was going to, am going to spend a lot of time today talking about the calendar year that just is just about to flip over. Because I meant what I said. It's been just one of the worst years of our lives. I've said this to my audience for the last four days. I think 2022 might be the worst year of my lifetime. And what I mean by that is overall, in total, I'm talking about from top to bottom. Obviously, the year 2001 was horrific for the events of September 11, 2001. You understand? If you're old enough and you were around in 1941, you can talk about Pearl Harbor and you can talk about even maybe, you know, a couple of the other years in the Great War. Maybe in 1942, 3, 4, or 5, you know, you could talk about the, the struggles and the problems. And when I say our lifetimes, there's probably people who are 90 listening right now. And there's people who are 20 listening right now, and I'm right in the middle of that. We all have different lifespans, obviously, but, but for me, I look back and from top to bottom and what our country and what our, what our leaders, what our decision makers have done to us, not for us, I think I can make a compelling case that when we slam the door in this year, we never look back again. We get into 2023 and we say, thank you, Lord, for an opportunity to write this ship. Thank you, Lord, for an opportunity to undo the damage that was done. And I still plan to talk about that. I'm going to review 2022 in about an hour at the uh, top of the second hour of this broadcast with my good friend, uh, member of the United States, the longest serving member of the United States Commission on Civil Rights, Peter Kersenow will join me. He's another Cleveland guy, but he spends half his time in Washington, D.C., serving on the Civil Rights Commission and fighting the left that dominates that commission in trying to uh, establish, you know, literally civil rights and fair rights for all uh, and to protect your constitutional rights and mine. So Peter will join us and kind of look back at what happened in 2022 and maybe a forward look at 2023 and in the hopes that we can find some positive things to to do. So I'm still going to do that. And I welcome your phone calls on this subject. You tell me whether or not I'm overstating 2022's um, you know, negative traits and characteristics. And we'll, of course, take your phone calls at 833-33-GORKA, 833-334-6752. I want to hear from you on this. However, the breaking news story of the afternoon um, is is very welcome news, and we do need to pay a little bit of attention to this as well. What has happened is that a suspect has been arrested in the grisly Idaho student murders from back in early November. It's been about six weeks. And I've got to tell you, and I know you've, you've probably thought about this and heard about this and talked about this already uh, with Dr. G and others, but, you know, it, for a while there, it was really starting to feel like, you know, this was Keystone Cop type stuff uh, that was going on that um, the police didn't seem to have the first clue about a grisly, you know, quadruple slaying. Um, you, you, had a, you, had, you had a couple of other students in that Moscow, Idaho, Idaho home who slept through the murder of four other people who then woke up and saw one person laying there and assumed that they were passed out drunk 
and and didn't see blood and called some other friends to come over and they ended up calling 911 until about noon the following you know day uh, and then we find out that there are four gruesomely butchered bodies of students there and it just seemed like week one we got nothing Week two, we got nothing. We got into December, we still got nothing. The reports out of Idaho were limited at best. And talking about concerns about the crime scene being contaminated and uh, because of the other kids who came over, the other students who came over when the, uh, when the residents who survived that and didn't even know that it had happened called them to come over. So there were just so many things. Then suddenly they got a lead. Suddenly they started about two weeks ago talking about where they're searching for a white Elantra. And maybe that is going to have something to do with this. They got some video of a couple of the uh, the girls uh, who were the victims in this thing, where they were the night before. They were out having a good time. A couple of them were at a party. A couple of them then left their place of partying and stopped at a food truck and then made their way home, 145, 150 in the morning and all down the line. So we started to get some details, but they were no closer, at least they were no closer that we knew of, to finding out who did this. And the, the nation, for six weeks-ish, We've been on the edge of our seat going, what's going on? Are the Keystone cops running things over there? Isn't the FBI involved by now? Shouldn't the FBI have a lead here, even if the local cops can't? I mean, goodness gracious. And I remember talking about it on my own program and talking about it just in, with folks in, you know, in our daily lives. I talked to people, and you know, there's two things. Either they are that incompetent and they don't know how to solve this and they don't have enough leads, or they know exactly what they're doing, but they don't want the killer to know that they're on to him and that they have leads. They want to make him comfortable. They want to make him feel like, man, they have no idea, so that he'll get a little sloppy and perhaps do something that can lead them to him. So maybe they were being coy. And as of right now, it looks like maybe they were being coy. Maybe they had information for quite some time now, and they just didn't uh, uh, They just didn't want to publish it or broadcast it because, like I said, maybe it's the best way to keep the killer uh, off his toes, if you will, instead of being on alert. Uh, so we'll find out. They're going to have a press conference in about 45 minutes uh, in Idaho to talk about this. Obviously, the suspect, his name is Christopher Koberger. He's a 28-year-old Ph.D. student at the Department of Criminal Justice. How about that? He's a criminal justice major and criminology major, which means he probably knows a little bit about you know, what the investigators and the police officers and the detectives would do, maybe which might have you know, been part of the reason he was able to evade uh, capture and you know, apprehension and so forth uh, for six solid weeks. But um, he is a student there uh, at Washington State in Pullman, Washington, which is apparently 15 minutes from the house, the uh, campus-owned but off-campus house at the University of Idaho, Idaho where these uh, kids were, uh, were, were so savagely killed. So Coburg was arrested in Scranton, Pennsylvania at about 1.30 a.m. early this morning, so Thursday night into Friday morning, by local police there. And apparently that's where he's currently being held. There will be an extradition hearing to get him from Pennsylvania to Idaho coming up on Tuesday, I think they were talking about now. So investigators are working very, very hard now to piece this whole thing together. And uh, all I can say is, for the sake of the victims and their families, thank God that there is at least now a suspect that has been named. And if they can put this case together uh, and put this whole thing to bed and bring some sort of closure, that is obviously what we are hoping for. My name is Bob France. I am live in Cleveland, Ohio, sitting in for Dr. G on America First. Thank you so much for being with us. We'll be right back.
whether it's the regular Hellcat or whether it's the compensated RDP with that miniature red dot, I love them all. How did it take so long to invent a factory compensated subcompact 9mm? Well, guess what? Springfield did it, and I'm a huge fan, and I'm Sebastian Gorka. The Hellcat from Springfield Armory is still the smallest, highest capacity micro compact in the world. Available in standard or optics ready configurations, class leading capacity of the Hellcat gives you 11 plus 1 with the standard magazine and 13 plus 1 with the included extended mag. The definitive concealed carry pistol is here. The Hellcat from Springfield Armory gives you the capacity to defend. Thank you for joining us on America First with today's very special guest host, Cleveland's own Bob France. Dr. G, thank you once again for the opportunity to talk with your phenomenal America First audience. It is a pleasure. Five minutes past the hour. Hour number two is underway. Just two hours left in America First. Two hours left in America First for the entire calendar year of 2022, which, as I said at the top of the last hour, is a very good thing. When this year ends, we will all be better for it. It has been one of the worst years on record for a variety of reasons. And we're going to talk about those again here in just a moment. The breaking news story of the day, however, continues to be uh, the Idaho murder suspect uh, has finally been uh, found uh, and has been at least charged uh, or will be charged, but is considered the prime suspect. Brian Christopher Koberger arrested in eastern Pennsylvania very, very early this morning at about one o'clock in the morning. He's a Ph.D. student and get this criminal justice and criminology at Washington State University in Pullman, which is apparently about 15 minutes from Moscow, Idaho, uh, and the house where the uh, four students were so savagely slaughtered. So we're going to follow that very, very closely. There's a press conference that should be going on very quickly, maybe even right now, and we will give you updates on it as the program goes on. But for now, as we uh, continue on America First, I want to introduce you to a a voice you probably have heard before. He's been a guest on Tucker Carlson many, many times on other uh, Fox News programs. I'm very fortunate to have him as a weekly guest on my program in Cleveland, Ohio, on WHK Radio. Uh, He is the longest-serving commissioner in the United States Commission on Civil Rights, and, and that means ever. And that's Peter Kersenow, who joins us now to break down 2022 and maybe look up at 2023 ahead through the windshield. Peter, good, good, I'm going to say good morning out of habit to you. Uh, good afternoon. How are you, Pete? You know, I'm doing great considering we're living in Biden's America. Very well said. It is exactly that. And I spent a good deal of my first hour today on Dr. Gorka's show talking about Biden's America and what it has wrought. So let's do that. Let's go there Uh, before we maybe start looking at what might change in a limited fashion. I think with a slim majority in the House, with Republicans having subpoena power and chairmanship of the most important committees, uh, we can talk a little bit about 2023 in a moment. But, Pete, as you look back. 
at a year of record high inflation and record high gas prices and supply tra- uh, chain shortages and drug overdoses, record high drug overdoses, uh, record high border crossings by illegal immigrants, stores being closed with no uh, workers, school battles with parents being shut out of what's going on in the uh, in the classrooms with their kids. I mean, we can go on and on and on about what Biden's America really means. But as you look back at it, tell me how you would uh, how you would summarize 2022 in Biden's America. Yeah, I would summarize it by decadence and decay. All the things you mentioned are true. We've got record immigration, illegal immigration. You know, we've had 3.3 million people cross the border. Put that in context, not in terms of what happened in the past, because in 2018, for example, there were 396,000 border crossers. So we're talking about a 900%, 900%, not 9%, a 900% increase with all of the maladies that flow there from fentanyl, crime, etc. But put in perspective, 3.3 million versus in 1939, when Germany invaded Poland, they did so with 1.5 million troops. This is extraordinary what Biden's allowed to happen, and it's going to change the face of America. It is burdening all of our systems, our infrastructure. It, uh, we're no longer a sovereign nation, and that's something. That, that's something to be concerned about because it it will change the manner in which we perceive our own nation and, frankly, uh, how we elevate the United States of America. But, you know, beyond the immigration, you know, you mentioned inflation, the record crime. Pete, Pete hold on one second. Let's stay on immigration for a moment so I can ask you this. What's the end game here? Why? He won't go to the border. He's never been to the border. His border czar won't go to the border. She went within 30 miles of it uh, last year. Uh, but she's not going down there to actually see what's happening at the border. Uh, and yet they continue to allow this. Then they go on to have press conferences between Alejandro Mayorkas of Homeland Security, Kamala and Biden himself saying, no, the border is not open. The border is closed. Yet we see the numbers you were just talking about. So I ask you, they continue to lie. They continue to deny that it's happening all with an eye toward what? What's their end game? Two things. Number one is there's an electoral strategy here that may redound against them at some point because we're seeing more and more Hispanics voting for Republicans. That's right. Their aim is to change the demographics of the United States. They are actually transporting either directly with Biden's midnight airplanes or through NGOs many of these migrants to different places throughout the country to secure an electoral advantage. But beyond that, the ideologues within the administration, and there are numerous, I know many of them, they, some of them were in high positions in uh, the Biden, Obama administration, some have served on the Civil Rights Commission. These are true, hard and fast, true, true believer leftists. They want to change America. They do not want the United States of America. I know many of the listeners to a show like Sebastian Gorkas can't even conceive of anyone like that. I mean, get leftists, but they can't really wrap their minds around the fact that so many of their fellow Americans actually hate this country and want to transform it. But that is true. It took me a long time to absorb it, 20 plus years on the Civil Rights Commission, but I've seen it with my own eyes. And why anyone would want to change the country? I need need to clarify something. I need to clarify something for Dr. G's listeners who may or may not be terribly familiar with you. What you just described is commonly known as the Great Replacement Theory. And the Great Replacement Theory, we are told, is racist. Would you please tell Dr. Gorka's uh, audience who don't know you what race you are? (laughs) 
Yeah, I'm I'm a racist black man. Uh, here's the problem. Here's the problem that we've got. Everything that the left doesn't like or would like to change is racist. We've gotten so sick of this stuff. I don't think it has as much saliency as it used to, but most everyday people don't want to be called that. Most politicians shy away from even a suggestion that they might be. So that cows them to allow the left to steamroll their agenda through and this is where we are. They really don't like the United States of America. And they do think, many of them do think it's racist, but they use it mainly as a very effective weapon. It's losing a little bit of its, of its salience, but still very effective. So that's the end game. Change the United States intrinsically, but also change it electorally for the benefit of Democrats. Again, that may redound against them because many of the people who are coming across illegally after a period of time are also saying, wait a minute, we don't like the kind of country this is turning into. And we saw a little bit of that. The Republicans hadn't been so incompetent in the lead-up to the 2022 midterms. They should have had a giant red wave. They can still capitalize off of that if they begin to get their wits about them in the upcoming elections. Okay. Um, the problem We're talking to Peter Kersenow, uh, who is the longest-serving member of the United States Commission on Civil Rights and the history of that commission. Peter, um, the, you, you talk about how the Democrats may be banking on something that they shouldn't, and that is Hispanics coming across and then once given the opportunity to vote, voting for them. Uh, and I agree with you. We are seeing a very strong shift demographically in Hispanics leaning toward Republicans and conservative ideas and principles because Hispanics, generally speaking, you know, believe in, you know, faith. They're, they're religious people. They believe in family. They believe in raising children together and so on and so forth. So they're kind of leaning toward the conservative ty- type of uh, mindset, I guess, and when, when they're voting. But what the Democrats are counting, us on, counting on is saying that'll change if we're the ones who give them the vote. If we're the ones who give them pathways to citizenship, as they always talk about, and we're the ones who give them the right to vote, they won't vote for anybody but us. Are they right? No, they're not, but there's a tension there. You're right. They're they're partially right, and that's historically been the case. Give people stuff, and they will vote for you, and that's what they're trying to do. And they're giving away a lot of stuff. That's why we have a welfare state. dollar abomination. Right, exactly. But the problem with that is once people become Americans, I mean, in the short term, yeah, maybe they'll vote for you. But once people, especially in the second generation, they start to become, you know, like any law-abiding American. They don't want the idea, uh, they don't like the idea of their tax dollars being given to people for no reason at all. They like to have secure borders. In other words, they become conservative. Now, um, many Hispanics are culturally conservative, more so than your average everyday American. So that's a real hurdle for Democrats to go uh, to uh, jump over. But they're making a calculation that they can implode the system, number one, and or for the short term, get more Hispanic votes to help them electorally. And remember this, that if they do get a critical mass of additional voters, their belief is they can do radical things, change the very structure of the governing structure of the United States of America, and therefore cement a progressive majority forever and ever. Peter Kirsten, I was our guest. So we're talking about, I mean, almost the entirety of this particular segment as we talk about 2022 is devoted to that border and to the uh, the invasion and the fact that, that we, we really are no longer a sovereign nation. And we talk about the reason why, what Biden is trying to do fundamentally. But there are a lot of other changes this country has undergone, Pete, that we're going to talk about in the next segment in 2022 that aren't as easily or easy to pinpoint. For example, the high double digit uh, uh, percentage points of increase in violent crime in big cities 
cities, urban centers, most of them blue-driven and led uh, uh, throughout this country. Why? How does that help anybody? How does that help them? I want to talk a little bit more about the schools, too, about the fact that uh, the schools continue to indoctrinate by way of divisive uh, techniques such as CRT and gender theory as well. So, Peter, stay here. We're going to continue right after this as we continue on America First with Peter Kirsten. I will get some answers about what happened in 2022 and what might we change in 2023 to come. Bob France in for Dr. G. We'll be back on America First. My pillow is excited to announce the original. My slippers are back in stock. Last Christmas, you made our slippers the number one selling my pillow product, and now they have added smaller sizes, larger sizes, wide sizes, and all new colors. What makes my slippers different is the exclusive four-layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My slippers' patented layers make them ultra comfortable, extremely durable, and they help relieve the stress on your feet. Wear them anytime, anywhere, and save ninety dollars off with your promo code Gorka. That's only $49.98 a pair. You're absolutely going to love my slippers and now they are also extending their 60-day money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2023, making them the best Christmas gifts ever. Go now to MyPillow.com, promo code Gorka, or call 800-829-8468. That is code G-O-R-K-A to save $90. Only pay $49.98. Quantities won't last. Order now. MyPillow.com. I'm Seb Gorka. Now let's get back to the show with Bob France. Yeah, let us do exactly that. I am Bob France, live in the ReliefFactor.com studios of AM 1420, The Answer in Cleveland, Ohio. And I want you to know that our show sponsor, Car Firearms, wants you to know that the Auto Ordnance Custom Rally Cry 1911 is a new product for 2022 and can be ordered through any gun store nationwide. Shipments begin in December, and, well, December's almost over, uh, so you can still get that order in. We're talking uh, with uh, Peter Kirsten out. A member of the United States Commission on Civil Rights. We're talking about 2022. Before we get into uh, the rest of the issues of 2022 and maybe a little bit of peek at what uh, you expect in 23, Peter, um, for those who don't know, you are a workout fanatic, right? You are very, very physically fit. Can you give us a little brief rundown of what you do every day? <laughs> Well, I try to work out six days a week at least. I run about uh, anywhere from five to seven miles and then get into my weight workout, lower body one day, upper body the next day, deadlift squats one day, benches, military press, rows, and things of that nature the next. And if I don't do that because I'm a sedentary lawyer, I sit on my butt for 12 hours a day, you know, I'm going to start getting sluggish. My brain's going to start working more slowly. So I think it's important. So you, uh, but, to... but but the point is, you managed to work out six days a week, six mornings before you even go into the office. And and Pete, how old are you again? Sixty-nine. You're sixty-nine years old. You bench three hundred pounds. You deadlift four hundred fifty pounds. You run hill sprints. And, and remind everybody again, what race are you? Oh well, you know, I shouldn't be doing it apparently, based on everything. <laughs> The last few days I've seen that uh, it's racist for me to be exercising so much. Um, I want to know how you've overcome the oppression. I'm a traitor to my race. Yes. How are you doing that? According to Time Magazine and a huge article and a bunch of leftists spreading the, 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 the belief now is that physical fitness and running and working out is a tool of white supremacy. 
Uh, that black folks can't I, I, do that. People of color can't do that. You can't run because apparently you're black. You can't you can't work out. This is something that is very specific to white America. And I want to know how you've managed to overcome the oppression as a 69 year old black male. What I do is typically when I run, I, I wear a white hood, a peaked white hood, uh, so that nobody knows what race I am. And they presume, of course, that uh, I'm probably running after somebody to lynch. <laughs> Peter, I love you so much. Briefly, more on 2022. Uh, you, you mentioned the border issue, number one. I, I threw a few out there before the break, talking about what's going on in our schools. Indoctrination is at an all-time level. Grooming, quite frankly, grooming into alternative lifestyles through drag shows, through all kinds of ridiculous uh, gender theory that is being pushed on kids. Another huge problem. Violent crime in America's cities rising due to a lot of things. Understaffed policing and, of course, left-wing DAs and judges. Give me one or two other uh, of your worst um, uh, me- memories, if you will, of what we've experienced in 2022. Yeah, the encroaching wokeness that's turned into weirdness that is really having an effect. We're, we're turning into a kind of a latter-day Weimar Republic, the decadence and the deterioration of our institutions. The individuals, a lot of institutions, a lot of individuals in the United States are doing great. They're rock-ribbed Americans. But it seems as if our institutions across the board have been infected by this. uh, Wokeness is, I think, too light a term to use. But there is a decay, a degeneration of our institutions. Just witness what's going on with the FBI. I think what we learned from the Twitter files and other things, those of us who have been watching closely saw this before Twitter revealed the extent of the corruption. But it's not just limited to the FBI. So many of our institutions we can't trust because after they tell us a certain thing, we find out later that just the opposite is true or they're trying to undermine certain aspects of American society and America itself, American people. Uh, it's um, this type of societal decay. I mentioned the Weimar Republic, and that's, you know, obviously that's very trite. But nonetheless, if you take a look around, there's so much about America that patriots – it's even difficult for patriots to really like. Uh, and we're very, very concerned about the direction of the country, the, the decay of the institutions, and the fact that so many of our leaders seem to be, for lack of a better term, anti-American. They're doing things antithetical to the American experiment. It's uh, very troubling. So you can look at hardcore Uh, measurable metrics and say we're going down in so many areas, immigration, inflation, crime, you know, uh, military use, the the military failing to meet its recruitment goals uh, by a large measure, you know, rolling blackouts in energy. We're so energy abundant, yet we're having rolling blackouts. Um, You know, the FBI, DOJ, you name it. And the work ethic. You you probably saw this morning where Bernie Marcus has said something that I've been talking about and I've been talking about for a while, and that is, you know, we've got this kind of uh, entitlement culture, the giveaway culture. We're giving billions and billions of dollars to, to people staying home. And after a while, that does have an effect on the work ethic. It corrupts, I think, your your individualism. And we've got a lot of especially um, folks between the ages of 18 and 40 who've gotten used to staying at home because the welfare of mentality, their welfare mentality exactly. that used to be very limited and that is now widespread because of what happened during COVID. Pete, I want to spend the last four minutes on 2023. Republicans are taking over again, not a large majority in the House, and they don't have a majority at all in the Senate, but they have some power and they have some opportunities. I don't think to do much legislating. I don't think they're going to be able right. to pass a lot of laws. There's going to be a lot of stalemates, a lot of gridlock with the Senate. But they can do a lot of things with respect to oversight and investigation on what has been going on in these last two years. What do you expect in 2023 out of the GOP majority? 
Well, the first thing I expect is we, what we just talked about, that is that they really do need to look at the institutional corruption predominantly in the FBI and DOJ, because those are the most serious right now. Twitter is just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, the weaponization of the FBI going after ordinary Americans, such as people praying in front of abortion clinics, simply praying, but they will forget about you know, threats to individuals made from the left or you know, damage to um, the right to life clinics, anything of that nature. Uh, they just, you know, who cares? Nobody cares. It's that weaponization that's a real problem. And I expect that the oversight committees are going to be looking at that. I also think they're going to be looking generally at overall institutional incompetence and it's widespread, so they're going to have a lot on their plate. But look at transportation. We just saw so many debacles emanating from the transportation department, and that's just one, one matter. I mean, one department. There are so many of these things, but I think justice, FBI under justice, is the first order of business. And they've got to look at all of the other corruption that's been allowed to fester, mainly because the media will turn a blind eye. They are not the, you know, the, the, a separate uh, watchdog entity at all when it comes to Democrats. They feed the imperative on the part of Democrats to engage in this kind of subterfuge and um, uh, deception and corruption. So they can be a, a, a watchdog, but nonetheless, they've got an uphill battle. There is only one named candidate for 2024 in the presidential race race now, and that's Donald Trump. And in 2023, we're going to find the other ones. They're all going to come out in around the summertime-ish. Um, I want to know, do you think President Trump is going to be able to run a campaign, or do you think the DOJ, weaponized as they are, being handed criminal referrals from the J6 committee, are they going to bring indictments or something that would stop President Trump from having an opportunity even to run? Whether it's indictments or something else, they're going to try to smear them as much as they can, just as they have been. There's absolutely no doubt about that. You don't release tax returns like this. This is unprecedented. It's it's opened up a whole new battleground uh, in politics, and not a good one. This is very, very bad. And so I expect that if they don't indict them, because they're going to be calibrating their offensive so that it doesn't redound against them, but they're going to do everything they can to further try to damage Donald Trump. He is the great white whale. They're scared to death of him, and they'll pull out all the stops. Very, very well said. Peter Kersenow, it's a pleasure uh, listening to you. It's a pleasure learning from you. Thank you for what you've done all year long. I wish you the very happiest of New Year's. We'll talk to you very soon. Happy New Year, Bob. Thank you, Peter. That's Peter Kersenow joining me. I'm Bob France. In for Dr. G. We'll be right back on America First. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.